0: Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: All right. Good morning. Well, first off, again, just uh, extremely proud of our team. Um, You know, showed a lot of grit, a lot of perseverance, you know things we talk about all the time. This beautiful game of football teaches you so much, and um, it was it was really uh, rewarding to watch our guys grind through a tough game, and um, and be able to to you know pull out the victory there um, at, at the very end. A lot of uh, uh, really exceptional performances um, in all three phases. And then yet, as we watch the film, there's still a ton to clean up. There's still a lot of room for growth, a lot of room for development and improvement. And that's what we did yesterday. We went right back to work. Our guys uh, came out to practice, and, and they're ready to get better. Um, love the work ethic of this team, and we're excited to see uh, you know how, how us come out tomorrow uh, on our Tuesday practice and, and see how much better we can get. With well, that, I'll take questions.
2: What stood out the most as far as what you want to clean up coming
1: out on Saturday? Um, but still, at the most, I think you know, it's just it just comes down to uh, it comes down to execution against uh, a team that's also really well coached with really good players who also are trying to compete and try to win the football game as well. And um, you know, you got to give a lot of credit to our opponent. They did a nice job of executing, you know, things against our offense and our defense and our special teams. Um, but it's just cleaning up those details, those little details that can push us over the top and make sure we're winning those battles in all three phases
3: this after the game but just offensively second half what do you think I knew you're coming back to this Mike I love it you told
1: me I I was seeing if you were gonna be on it I like it thanks for coming back to the question yeah so I think uh so the question the question is uh you know we scored you know three you know three touchdowns and three I think three straight possessions and then kind of what happened in the second half with our offense and how um we slowed down a little bit well, first, was a, it was a really good drive. And then penalties set us back. And we ended up having to settle for a field goal. Um, and then after that, uh, we get a big time turnover. And then we turn right around, and we turn the ball over. we fumble the ball, which we don't want to do that. So that obviously uh, stopped a, a critical drive there where we could really have extended uh, the lead. Um, and, and then the, the resuming possessions after that, it came down to us not converting on third down. Um, and that goes you know, to the prior question of we have to execute better, we have to have better details, and uh, win those one-on-one battles. And uh, Cal did a better job of executing those details in those critical third downs that we weren't able to convert and move the chains, um, because we didn't reach the, the red zone again until overtime. Um, after that, those third downs all got thwarted by, by Cal's defense, and they and they got us off the field, and we had to punt. I
0: think Mish did his first start.
1: So proud of Meech. So proud of Meech. I'm proud, you know, two guys that I gave um, you know huge props to, and in, uh, in our team meeting and at, in the locker room were were Meesh Powell and Devin Colt, and two players thrust into starting positions and expected to play. Like starters, and that's what we expect for everybody. Uh, they, you never know when your number is going to get called. You're always one play away. If you're a backup right now, you're one play away uh, from having to uh, to go perform and play at a high level uh, like a starter. And Mies Powell played like a starter, and he's uh, he's shown it in practice. He's shown it in training camps and spring football. Um, that he was willing and able uh, to perform at that level, but you never know how it's going to be when the lights are shining bright, and I thought Mish uh, played a very good uh, football game for us. Devin's obviously
3: had some some frustrating drops the last couple of years. How how much can a game like Saturday do
1: for his confidence? Huge confidence booster. We all know what Devin can do, and it it has been unfortunate that he's had some glaring drops um, over the last couple of years, and for him to go out there and not have any drops and make some big time catches, especially early on in that game, to get our offense going and get our offense in rhythm and put some points on the board was a huge boost, not only for him, but for our football team.
3: Why room is more healthy? How do you think those guys complement each other off
1: the field? Um, you know, yeah, I, I've told you guys I'm excited about that room. Uh, I am excited that. Uh, uh, we're almost 100% healthy. I think they all add different things. Uh, the beautiful thing is they're all fast. They're all fast and they're hard to cover. Um, and what I really like is Junior Adams, our wide receiver coach, has put a mentality in that room of of toughness and grit. And so to say how they complement each other, I just like how competitive they are with each other and, and they all want the football and... And they're all willing to run that route to open up the route for the next guy. Um, They want to make sure that they're continuing to work to be the best wide receiver unit in our conference. That's what what their goal is, and that's what they're trying to do.
2: Jimmy, you talked after the game about the timeout in the fourth quarter. You didn't want to say the wrong thing that upset the conference, I guess. Did you get any clarification from them on the mistake by the officials or anything (laughs) you can add to that?
1: Well, yeah, I got clarification during the game, during the game. And I'll just say this. They uh, they apologize. They made they. uh, uh, The mistake that was made, they they immediately said, hey, that was our fault. That's on us. And we apologize. And so I'm sorry with that
3: Uh, with with Dylan, um, he had some throwaways in the second half, which obviously is better than making a poor decision. But I'm wondering what you thought in terms of him. Going through progressions and looking
1: mm-hmm. at two, three, four in terms of his options, how did he do in terms of going through his progressions? Yeah, no, I think so. Throughout the game, he he did a really good job of going through his progressions and getting the ball where he where we needed to get the ball. And I mean, you guys saw those explosive plays that we had, um, you know, early in the game and moving the ball and putting putting points on the board and those touchdown throws. Uh, but there was definitely some plays in the second half that uh, we, starting with me, got to make sure we give him a good plan to go to, to get the football all, uh, to an outlet, uh, to, to get positive yards, and to take a profit. And um, unfortunately, we weren't able to do that. Every once in a while, that's always going to happen. That always happens in the game. Hey, they're going to they're gonna cover every single route. They're going to cover our check down. And, and now we need to either just scramble with our legs and then get rid of the football so we don't take a sack. But we definitely can't have as many as we had in the second half. Those throwaways that you mentioned, Mike, we can't have that, and, and that's one of the things that we got to get better at. What was the thought
3: process on the, the third and two deep shot to, to Jalen McMillan and your guys' last possession
1: of regulation? Again, uh, we, you know, starting with me, we got to get our guys in, in better position to make to make the the play to move the chains. We need to move the chains there. And um, that's not that's, that's on me, and we got to make sure we have a play that's ready to get two and a half yards to move the chains and keep possession. Um, and so the thought process definitely was we need, to, we need to move the chains, keep our offense on the field, keep a good drive going so we can go down and, and win the football game in regulation.
3: After the game, you guys published a video of your speech to the team. I think you mentioned that Sean McGrew was just put on the leadership council. I was wondering
1: what he did to earn that standing. Well, He's done a lot. Um, what I would, one of the biggest thing that stands out is, and what we always talk about uh, with our whole team is, you know, there's certain points of the year where we, where we tell guys, hey, this is going to be your role for the team. Now, you may not like it, but you've got to continue to work to try to elevate your role. And that's all Sean has done uh, since spring football. Uh, probably wasn't getting the reps that he wanted at running back, but all he did was he just continued to work, continued to work, and continued to show that he needed to be on the football field. He showed us on special teams, he showed us on, on, on offense, um, came in to work every day with a smile on his face, and was willing to to put in the work wherever it was needed. Um, so that's one of the biggest reasons uh, why we elevated him to the leadership council. He showed how a teammate should act when maybe you get information and a role that you don't agree with.
0: K Fab came in the second half for Bookie, how did you see him perform in the second half? Say it again, start over.
1: K Fab came in. Your in mask, the mask half. is always Jack, I can never you must have like a triple mask on or something. Go ahead.
3: <laughs> um K Fab came in the second half for Bookie. Just what did you see from him and how much of a difference did you see Boogie's
1: absence in the second half? You asked about Boogie?
2: No, I'm just the second
1: half again. Yeah. Hard. No, Boogie, he, he played well. I mean, he played extremely well. Um, you know, you guys saw a guy a little banged up there. We're hoping to get him back here. Uh, probably will. Um, but yeah, his performance while he, while he was out there, he he took another step in his game. He plays good coverage. He's a really good blitzer. He uh, he causes problems out there. He's a football player. He's a football player, and uh, his preparation has gotten better every single week. Uh, the way he takes notes, uh, the way he uh, communicates information to his teammates—you can tell he's doing his homework, and it's gotten better every week. And I expect it to get even better this week.
2: Jimmy, you talked about moving the ball on offense. How? A team like Oregon State, obviously, their offense is really going well. How important is it for your offense to to stay ahead and maximize each drive they have?
1: Yeah, I mean, we our job. We want to score points for sure. We want to score points. Uh, You're talking about Oregon State's offense, very explosive. You know, uh, Smitty and Lingren do a do a heck of a job. Um, they have really good players. Uh, their quarterback's playing really well right now. Uh, I think the last three games they've scored over 40 points a, ga- a game. Very explosive. And you know, so that's more the role of our defense. Our defense got to make sure we're we're trying to limit them. Um, and then, of course, on offense, I mean, we want to be effective and efficient and, and move the ball and, and score points as well. But we're not talking about keeping up. I would rather them not score and not score points. How about that?
3: With the lack of the veterans tight ends in the game and the ding, Devin getting dinged up, does that kind of impact your play calling there in the second half, especially on third
1: down? Yeah, we, we, there's. I mean, you always got to, you know, whether it's right before the game or uh, during the week of preparation when we're going to miss out on guys on either side of the ball, we have to make sure we have a plan ready to go. Um, and then, obviously, in-game, whether you get injuries, you know, like Lars just mentioned with Buki or whoever it is, that imp- that definitely impacts you. How uh, what, what calls can we make uh, where we're putting the right players in position to make plays, whether it's us on defense or us on offense. And so that's That's part of football, though. That's part of football. That's that's nothing that we we have all these plans in place to make sure uh, we have calls ready. And um, we know we're not going to go into a game or during a game come out 100 percent healthy. Jimmy, was Newton not playing a health related thing Saturday? Uh, So he was uh, definitely banged up. Yes, that's correct. He was banged up and we had to limit him during practice all week long. Um, He was going to be more of an emergency option for us on Saturday, and so um, thankfully we got we got out of there with a with a win and didn't have to put him in harm's way. Uh, He'll be good to go this week. What's his situation? Yeah, week to week. curious (laughs)
3: sort of on that on that topic but obviously trent went down i think it was during our return and some coaches don't like to play their best players on special teams to kind of protect them some do where do you kind of fall philosophically on on the idea of whether to play your best players on special teams units or to to not do that
1: yeah we we play our best players on special teams um that is that'll always be the case he is a threat back there as a returner Uh, we know it affects game planning for our opponents um we're trying to win football games, and our players know this, but the, the first question we get asked, usually when the NFL scouts come around, they say, does so-and-so play special teams? Special teams is a huge part of the game, and we make a huge emphasis on it. Our players fight to get on special teams, um, from our starters to, to our backups. My usually the the number one message I get is coach, how can I get on kickoff? How can I get on punt? From all of our, from everybody on our team, special teams is a we we we, we make it uh, and it is an extremely important part um, of our team.
0: Three sacks the last two games, three 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 sacks both in both of the last two games. You had one in the first two games. What is what have you seen differently that's allowed you guys to get pressure and get sacks?
1: Yeah, it goes back to you know us being able to stop the run and then for our offense to score points. It goes hand-in-hand. If hand. we can stop the run, our offense is scoring points, that makes our opponent try to throw the football, and then here we go. And that's how that's how you get sacks. That's how you get turnovers. Make it so they can't play conservative.
2: Fatui
0: has gotten both
1: sacks and back-to-back games. What have you seen specifically from him? Who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fatui. <laughs> Love the way he's playing right now. Um, he... Uh, he practices at a high level, so you just know that he's gonna he's gonna excel uh, when the lights come on on Saturday. He uh, has a great look in his eye in pregame warm up. He, he's he's locked in and focused. Fatouille is definitely a player where you can see the growth and development every single week and even from year to year. Um, he's playing he's playing really good football for us right now. Sean McGrew
2: says he wants to throw out a wildcat. Will you ever consider letting him do something like Heck that? Heck yeah,
1: it might happen this week. Can he throw? <laughs> yes he can. He can throw. He can spin it. So better be worried about that. And then him diving through. He might he might he might have might hand it. He could throw it. You might hand it, get it thrown back to him, run it. You can print it all. That's I want our opponent to read all of that. He can do all of it.
2: Cameron Williams looked like he had both hands pretty
0: taped up. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to play safety with two hands taped up like that and then to make the play at the
1: end of the game? Yeah, it was such a big-time play. And uh, that's why, you know, I, my opening comments there are talking about grit and perseverance, toughness, um, being able to uh, deal with pain and have a pain threshold uh cam williams dealing with this but again this is part of football you're never gonna feel 100 percent healthy and cam is is not only his hands are hurting there's other parts of his body that are hurting as well and for him to go in there in a huge situation and plow his shoulder into the running back and pop that ball loose um was just a a, a really good example of showing grit and perseverance Hopefully, we just keep getting him more healthy and more healthy, so he can use more of his <laughs> his hands on his right and his left hand. But um, just an, an extraordinary, tough play by Cam Williams. What was the most impressive
2: part about Kyler's game for you on Saturday?
1: Whew, he had he had some moments. Now, um, I mean, you guys. I mean, obviously, the two interceptions, the the NFL catch toe tapping with the two two feet in bounds. That fourth down play, that fourth down tackle that he had was very impressive as well. I think of last time I was up here, I was talking about how we don't have any cover corners. We we have football players at corner, and that showed you right there. We have football players at corner that are willing to go in there, stick their shoulder in there, make tough physical t- catches, but also fast and quick enough to, to cover the fastest receivers in college football. Um, he, I mean, those three plays obviously stand out. Uh, but he had some other, you know, awesome plays as well. you need to recruit him to come back next year? We don't do that. No, if the if the, if the information says that he should leave and he can't improve his value, um, I'd tell them to leave. Just like I told Byron Murphy, Buddha Baker, Taylor Rapp. I said, like, hey, I'd love to have you. But you need to go. You need to go chase your dream. They're saying you're going to get picked in the top 32. And so with any of our players, if that information says that, uh, you know, they're going to be in the top 32 or, you know, early second um, after talking over their families and them. And um, if the information says uh, they should leave, that's what I'll tell them. If the information says they need to come back and improve their value, then I'm going to tell them that as well.
2: With your wide, I mean, your DBs playing such a high level, and now you wide receivers kind of ascending to that what's that competition like in practice
1: it was it was very heavy um in training camp Uh, you know obviously back to spring football you know as the season progresses it's more scout team now they don't really face off against each other as much now uh now we're you know our receivers are seeing an oregon state look and and uh our defense is, is seen in Oregon State offense, and so they don't face off e- against each other that much now as we get into the the season part of it. So you have to wait for that competition in twenty twenty two spring there, fo- spring football. I'm
3: sorry, but it does help though, right, to the
2: scout team because you go against a quality. Team.
1: Yeah, we have yeah we have really good quality young players on both sides of the ball. Yeah, that aren't starters right now that are going to end up being starters for us. No question. Yeah, the the competition. Is great and it'll make everybody better.
3: With Oregon State and their running back uh, Baylor, um, he's obviously had big
1: numbers. What makes him effective, and, and how is he similar or different from Jermar Jefferson for them last year? Well, first, what makes him effective is their their scheme and their offensive line is blocking really well. Uh, they look all in tune. Uh, you know, Coach Malachek who I know he does a fantastic job, and. Um, and then getting to the runner, I mean, he runs hard. He runs hard. He sees the hole and he goes. And so uh, he played against us last year, but of course, you know, they had the, the uh, Jefferson was the starter. But now, you know, he seems he seems bigger. He's getting more. He's getting more uh, reps at this scheme, and their offensive line is really gelling well together. And so this will be a. Uh, this will be another one. Where we got we got to stop the run, or they'll just keep handing it off.
3: How, that? How, how have you kind of seen that offensive scheme evolve since Jonathan was here?
1: It's evolved in a in a very unique way, in a very productive way. Um, you got you have to give Coach Lindgren also, also a lot of a lot of credit. They have a, a well respected offensive staff, of course, starting with with uh, Coach Smith. Their scheme has evolved. You can tell they've added a lot of pieces to it. They're putting their players in position to make plays. And they've added uh, a lot of skill and a lot of quality players Uh, at wide receiver and at running back. Their tight ends are bigger now and older. Um, And you can see Smitty's uh, fingerprints all over it. Uh, They want to run the football and then see the play action off it and get your eyes in the bad places and, and be able to give some easy reads for the quarterback to hit you downfield. Uh, they're faster at wide receiver. And um, this is, a, this is a, a big time offense that's scoring almost 45 points a game.
3: With uh, Chance Nolan, their quarterback, he seems to have the same running ability that you just saw in Garber's. Obviously, he's not the same player. But what,
1: what's the challenge? in containing him and and keeping him in the pocket. Yeah, very, very similar. This is is the first, this is my first glimpse at him. I was right, you know, when we started watching the tape. um, And, you know, they started off with the transfer from Colorado, from University of Colorado, uh, Nolan. But this young man, he is, uh, he's, he's tall, he can spin it. You can tell he knows where to throw it. And then if it's not there, he can use his legs and run. Which we just saw last week is a huge challenge, and the only thing he doesn't have on on Garbers is is uh, years of playing and years of starting in the Pac-12. Um, so he'll see a different look from us, um, and we'll have to uh, create a really good plan to to keep him from from running for first downs and also throwing for first downs.
2: When it comes to stopping quarterbacks like that that can run, we'll, we'll take calls from people that say, well, why don't we just put a spy on him? I mean, mm-hmm. that it, sounds easier said than done. Do, do coaches do that where they'll mm-hmm. literally devote one guy to make sure a quarterback is contained?
1: Yeah, we do. We do. We'll devote one. We'll devote two. Um, we'll have a, a rush that's, you know, making sure we're going to push him one way or the other. And we, 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 we do it all. Yes. So to answer your those questions of the fans, there's there's all that uh, that goes into it. Um, and you, this this quarterback and this week, is there's definitely going to be some strategy to make sure uh, we keep him cont- uh, contained.
2: I'm trying to remember the last time two Washington coordinators faced off against each other. I mean, maybe Lambeau and Gilby, I don't know, back in the day did it. But you and Smitty, former coaches here, what, what's your kind of personal relationship like with Jonathan?
1: Yeah. Well, we faced off each other last year. Um, And then I don't know if you guys know this or not, my first college game I ever coached, he was the starting quarterback for Oregon State when I was at Eastern Washington. That was my first college game I ever coached as a defensive back coach at Eastern Washington. Uh, We almost beat him, by the way, Eastern Washington at Oregon State. I think it was 1970, missed a field goal right at the end. That was the year they won the Fiesta Bowl. How did you play that game? I don't think he played very well. But Ken Ken Simonton played really well. I think he ran for about 200 and some yards in that game. But I think we held the pass game down pretty well that that day. Um, No, Smitty and I are very, very close. He knows what I like. I know what he likes. And so it is definitely a a fun competition. And um, I'm expecting. He's going to have an extraordinary plan against us. Is it
2: going to add to the injury for you a little bit, just the flavor of the game?
1: Uh, no, I, I mean, I, we know we're facing a quality team that's that's really well coached, really well coached, and we have to go on the road, and so that's what we're we're, we're focused on. Uh, you know, as soon as, as soon as the game starts, it's up to our players on both sides of the ball to carry out the game plans and go out there and block, tackle, catch, throw. Um, and so we just got to make sure that, you know, on our side, our players are, are ready to go schematically
3: getting, getting Rome back, like people have mentioned this. What is, what does Rome give you? That's a little bit unique when it comes
1: to your wide receiver core. You know, it's, 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 another, another weapon in the arsenal that we're able to, to throw the ball up to. He's fast. He's our tallest receiver, I believe. Um, he can jump. He's competitive. Uh, you're uh, you're going to see him progress again. I think this week, um, or he's going to have even more opportunities to go to go make some big splash plays. He he adds another talent on the field that our opponent's going to have to worry about. Did
0: you get a chance to watch Power? If he's played two or game this weekend, I assume you had a chance to see the highlights. I saw the uh, pick six.
1: weird trade, trading text messages last night. Uh, I was congratulating him. I did not see his first interception, um, but I did see the the stats. Uh, but, I, but, I, but I did see the pick six. Does that surprise anybody in here that he had a pick six? No, it didn't, didn't surprise me either.
3: Two <laughs> instances where you or your opponent has made an adjustment at halftime that's kind of caused the second half to be just a lot different. How? Important is it for you to stick to your game plan versus adjust to
1: maybe the opponent in the second half? I mean, that's that's football uh, on both sides of it. If they're not stopping something, we're going to keep coming back to it. If they're stopping something, we have to adjust and, and make sure we're, we're changing things to to get things going. And I'm talking about on both sides of the ball. Um, and so... You know, people say halftime adjustments. We do in-game adjustments. You know, it's, what are they doing in the first quarter? They're doing, well, we didn't know they were going to do that. This is the first time they've done this. So we got to get on the sideline and we have to change it and adjust right right away. And so adjustments are happening all the time, in between drives, in between quarters, halftime, third quarter, fourth quarter. That's football.
2: Jimmy, did you notice any difference with the students back he does.
1: oh yeah, for sure. They added a tremendous amount of juice. Well, we we feel that energy. We feel that energy and and we need even more students to come uh, to our next home game. Hopefully everybody is is in town now with school here starting on on Wednesday. Oh, we definitely felt it. I know our players felt it. They could feel the energy, the juice that the dog pack brings. Uh, we want them to be a, a part of the game. And I know I'm sure our opponent uh, feels that as well. Feels that energy. Uh, going against them.
3: I mean, have you been on the losing end of all five coin tosses this year? I mean, is that something that's just kind of a little annoying to you at all, or do you even really realize that?
1: No, it's a, it's a coin toss. I, no, I do not realize that. I know I'm going to get the ball at one of the halves, and no. I do not lose any sleep over a coin toss. He TF
3: doing? CTF? How's ZTF doing? ZTF, how's he
1: doing? He's doing great. He's doing great. He's- on schedule. Uh, on schedule, the optimistic one. On <laughs> yes, he will be he, he will be playing in 2021. Yes, he's on schedule. He's doing great Back before, this schedule. before 2022.
2: <laughs> I mean, just I, I know I'm badgering you here, but just is that still a late regular season kind of potential for him? Or could it be maybe earlier than that with him or
1: could be earlier? He's doing great. He's doing great. So proud of him. His, his uh, work ethic, his, everything, his, his attitude uh, never misses a day of rehab. His body looks great. He's He is not on schedule. He is before schedule, uh, like I had mentioned in training camp, and he's still on that before schedule mark.